and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Bloomer. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Today, we are back. We're talking new metal. It's summer, baby. And that means it's time to talk about Pressure 4-5 and their album, Burning the Process. Burning that process. Burn the process. The process will be burned. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk all about those guys today. Uh, But before we get into that, man, we've got a huge who's tweeting to talk about. Who's tweeting? Who is? So right off the bat, listener Garrett messaged us. He said, hey, hot news. Sasha Baron Cohen, comedian, movie star, was giving an interview and he said, for certain that because of his film Borat, Kid Rock divorced Pamela Anderson. And Garrett wanted us to discuss this. Yes, what you said, apparently. So if you are not familiar or cannot remember the movie Borat and the events that took place inside that movie, at one point in the film, the character of Borat, played by Sasha Baron Cohen, kidnaps Pamela Anderson from, I believe, a Barnes & Noble. Part of the storyline of the movie is that Borat wants to marry Pamela Anderson, so he kidnaps her. The film premiered. Pamela Anderson watched this film with Kid Rock. Sasha Baron Cohen texted her and said, hey, how did the screening go? And she texted back, divorce. And he said, oh, are you serious? And she said, yes. So Kid Rock saw what happened with her in this movie, and he's like, can't have that. We're getting divorced. What, just what like happened that. though literally in the movie borat runs in kidnaps pamela anderson like throws her in a trunk of a car that's like the gag is that he actually kidnaps her waka 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 it actually here's the thing i've only seen borat once i remember thinking it was one of the funniest things i'd ever seen at the time but i've not rewatched it i don't know what else to say but wow there you have it <laughs> there you go there you have it there you have it but i like this new segment Jenny, what's this next segment? Uh, this is called Who's Listening to New Metal? Who's Gavin. Listening to New Metal Again? <laughs> Who is? Uh, Gavin Rossdale edition. Oh, 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 oh. It's Gavin Rossdale. Bush meets the new. Yeah, it looks like he's been listening to a lot of System of a Down. Lauren, say in, more. In, indeed. He uh, gave an interview to Rock 105, 100.5 The Cat Meow. when he was at Rocklahoma. He's, he said, man, I've been listening. Gavin, we gotta ask you, <laughs> what have you been listening to these days? I mean, Bush, I still listen uh, to 16 Stone. Me too. Me too. I, oh my God. I, I have to say, greedy fly every time I'm upset. I just listen to it. So Gavin, you gotta tell us. Because we're Gavin Rosdale right yeah, now. We are. We gotta know. Gavin. What are you listening what to? What are you listening to? Well, I've been listening to a lot of System of a Down. I was really checking them out and just really enjoying them. That is so great. new metal, we System of a Down. Meow. Um, we play them on the cat all the time. <laughs> purr, purr, purr. Love them. Uh, as soon as you get into that world of detuning and different kinds of tunings, it opens up a whole new world. I found it really inspiring and got into it. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I once uh, was supposed to eat with a fork, but I used chopsticks instead. Totally different experience. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Classic you. <laughs> Why did I go to that restaurant? 
Fart. <laughs> All right. Boy, Bye, Gavin. Bye-bye. So he's been listening to a lot of System of a Down? Apparently so, and it is going to influence the next Bush album, which is due this fall, called The Mind Plays Tricks on You. And uh, he's been working with Tyler Wait a Bates. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, it's what, not. What, what, what? Bush is about to put out a new metal record. All I know is that he says that this next record is going to be heavy. He's already put a song out for the John Wick 3 soundtrack called Bulletproof. It's awesome. He wrote it with Tyler Bates, who's been Marilyn Manson's collaborator on the last couple Marilyn Manson records. You guys, we might, we might have to actually gab some Rosdale on this show. Well, I don't think anybody would argue in this room and via Skype. No, 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 no. All right. So let's keep an let's all keep an eye and an ear out for this new Bush record when it drops. I can commit to that. All right. We got a message from Sheldon. This message. Oh, yeah. If this was a message that let us know, Corey Taylor blew out his left testicle. During European tour rehearsal, not even, not even on the stage, he's giving it at all in those rehearsals. Uh, I saw this via text message that <laughs> that Lauren sent, and Matt responded, said something that made me laugh very hard. <laughs> he just said, "Corey's nut." <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that made me laugh quite a bit. Uh, uh, Corey, yeah, apparently blew out his nut. That's a dedication. That's true. That's a dedication to the craft that I don't have. I've never blown out a testicle doing this show. Not yet. We Not also yet. don't have masks yet. <laughs> we don't have masks yet. Oh, man. Imagine if we had to do this show in masks. How ridiculous would that be considering no one can see us? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess we could just say we're doing it. We could. Corey's nut. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Corey's nut. Um, We also got a message from friend of the show, Kareem. He said that he had heard a story from Korn's old manager that she threw away the original concept drawings for the bitch because he thought they were just, quote, drawings from some guy, and then a museum requested them for an H.R. Giger exhibit. Honestly, how much of art is that truly? Like, if you found, like, a Picasso just, like, sketch for, like, a concept of something just, like, in your house. I mean, whatever. Probably more context than that. But just, like, you're like, what the fuck is this? Right. Or any, like, modern art. You could honestly just throw away a can. And they'd be like, ugh. Andy Warhol touched that can. It was a piece of art. I'm like, no, that was a fucking can. Mm -hmm. I know that they're like, somebody had a thought and a stick, but don't take me to an art museum. (laughs) It's a bummer. (laughs) Don't take me to a modern art place. I'm not cultured. Uh, Finally, I, uh, I should mention, I was recently on an episode of discography discussion. Yeah, boy. They invited Mm -hmm. me on to talk all about Limp Bizkit. And boy, did we talk about Limp Bizkit. How'd they fare? Listen, I went in there ready to defend my boys, and I didn't need to, because everybody was in agreement that the boys are great, 
and that the boys need to get back. And at the end of that episode, we're just like, when's the new record coming? We know you're working on it. Give us them tunes. There we go. Where are them tunes? Where are them tunes? And you know what else we got, you guys? We got Union Underground feedback. What? We sure do. Uh, over on Facebook, Alejandro says, in 2000, I was attending any new metal show there was, and that summer, Union Underground was playing at a small club in a bowling alley. I had heard a couple of Union Underground songs that impressed me before beforehand, the opening band, on the other hand, I knew nothing about. They looked like every new metal band, silver bald necklaces, every, oh, jink, I'm sorry. They look like every new metal band, gel spiked hair, pierced eyebrows, jinko jeans, silver bald necklaces. Every song they played had a hook that you just couldn't get out of your head after hearing the song. I couldn't believe I hadn't heard about this band before, but I knew Linkin Park was going places. Sorry to sidetrack from the review of the album. <laughs> it's really top heavy, and it's an album where I mostly spent time listening to the first five tracks. You guys are really selling me on the Jeep, though. Seems Funky Ken <laughs> would have some connections with the car dealership. You know I got them connections, baby. Sure does gonna get us all funky cars oh boy 5g will boil your guts <laughs> jesus christ no one survives oh god uh funking ken uh garrett <laughs> fuller garrett fuller garrett fuller uh he said you attack daughtry and i launch my battleships and then he linked us to a song by daughtry on youtube this song it's called battleships you know what we owe it to our boy play a second of this bullshit oh, <laughs> oh no snap. oh no damn son where'd you get a load of these <laughs> <laughs> I think we're good, right? Everybody good? Oh, man. Oh, man. I commented back with the Roach Coach account, and I said, I like how this is casually not good until you get to the chorus, which is Hall of Fame bad. Thank you for this. Because here's the thing. (laughs) When I went at Daughtry, when I went at Daughtry, I may have been a little uninformed. I may have been like, you know what? I know of him, but I didn't really know what Daughtry really sounded like. I fucking know now. And it ain't good. Well, you know what's great? The comments great? that you see immediately when you <laughs> load this video up uh, from Ocean Water River. What? Only 3 million views? I was <laughs> expecting 500 million. This song is awesome. Oh. Right below that, from one day ago. <laughs> real love is sometimes a battle. But it's the only fight worth having. Pushing each other to their personal best. Thanks, shipmate. Winky emoji. All right. Let's take this (laughs) seafaring metaphor. Probably at a nautical Uh, wedding. uh, Oh, boy. Well, Austin uh, spoke up. He said about Unity Underground. Their best song isn't even on this album. It's called Across the Nation and can be found on the WWF Forcible Entry, which I think deserves consideration for the canon. This is like the fifth or sixth (sighs) entry from Forcible Entry. We're going to have to listen to this. Let me tell you, 
forcible entry has come up so often that I went online and I fucking bought it. What? Hot off the presses. This is brand new. Jenny and Matt did not know that. I just, it kept coming up and I was like, it's in, it's in the air. We got to do an app. So somehow, some way, we're going to do a forcible entry app. It feels like it needs to be special because this thing is a monster. All right. Um, we might even need to call in some sort of reinforcement. I don't know. I'm just saying. Are we? I I think I might <laughs> know some folks. Something in the you air? Might know s- <laughs> is there a... Are we cooking up another compilation month? <sighs> I don't, man, you committed me. Oh, Matt, now you're surprising me. I don't know. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Uh, you know what? Another compilation month. I mean, I don't know. Let's let's just keep our eye on the ball on this one. I mean, this thing's a fucking monster. I feel like this is one where you do this one and then you don't do a compilation for like a couple of years. Like this thing is all over. Because here's the thing. These songs are, each one is attached to a wrestler. So you're going to need that context. Does this work? Was this down? We're going to need somebody who's going to be like telling us, yeah, 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 this was a killer track, a killer intro. You know what? They fucking blew it. Weak sauce. Weak sauce. Here's the thing. I don't know anymore. I haven't been watching wrestling since 1994, so I am way out of the loop. Jenny, you just watched a WrestleMania, though, so you might be our most schooled person. Yeah, I, I feel like I probably I might be the closest one. I might be the closest one. I've been, I've been told I'm watching the the latest All In pay per view soon. Oh, I'm gonna be on TV. I think it's AEW. <laughs> I want to say. Uh, I don't know. I don't know shit. I'm just gonna say that. But I do know where I could find you some people who could help us understand this very well. I think so. Okay, I'm okay. certain of that. All right, back All right. to Union underground duke cannon says so i bought this album for the first time about six months ago they reminded me of a mix of rob zombie and power man 5000 when i was a teen and i didn't really dig it it just sounded washed up and watered down listening to it now with adult new metal years it's not terrible but not canon worthy bitter was a pretty badass song to race your car to though i hear they may be reuniting great episode guys to which we responded Reunion, and that's how I assume it was meant to be read. And uh, yes. Duke says, "You guys did it again. We did. We can't help it. <laughs> we can't help it. We can't help it. We did it again." Greg Alexander Neville said, "So part of the crowd scene for the Mister Deadman video was filmed at a show I attended, so I get to have my face featured in a song with an audible f bomb, and not the fun one for the rest of my life. Weird <laughs> feeling for me." As someone who did and still does identify as a queer person, boy, we lived in a time, huh? At any rate, just watch this. Thought you guys might appreciate it. Give us a YouTube link to something that I honestly forgot what it was. I'm opening it now. Oh, this is the What Killed New Metal uh, video uh, that a bunch of people sent us. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. Watch this. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'll tell you what. We may have our thoughts about the Union Underground Y'all may have your thoughts about the Union Underground. The Union Underground official commented on our post with a flaming thumbs up. Yes! <laughs> flaming thumbs up, baby! Thank God. Uh, thank you, Union Underground official. 
Comment from Jax Lawson. She said, this is not really my thing, but it's not awful. And it's super cool that the band showed up here in the comments. Also, thank you for reminding me that the helicopters exist. They were a mix CD staple for me when I still made mix CDs. And for whatever reason, I had completely wiped them from my memory, listening to By the Grace of God right now. And at every note, rocks so hard. So great. Thank you. As always, Jax, you are an angel. Uh, over on Twitter, AC says nothing better than Jenny and Maddie getting changed. <laughs> I remember when this album dropped. It was okay for the time. I thought they'd find some moderate success. I guess they were just one and done. Hashtag hard changing. You know what? If I wasn't me getting changed, I'd probably love it when somebody got changed too. <laughs> I respect that. Uh, that's right. We're also working on a new prank show where it's just Jenny and Matt every episode, just having to hear Allison Chains at inopportune times. I think it's got a real wide area of audience. You know, oh, yes, do you, do you right. know Jenny and Matt? They don't like Allison Chains. Here they are <laughs> having to hear it at dinner at a movie. I think, so on. I think that would be a wild success. Mm-hmm. Impractical Jokers. Watch right, out. Where we just randomly get changed in <laughs> yeah. our daily lives. Yep. I'm glad that we were able to think of a really niche prank show. <laughs> it's just the same two people. You've been changed. <laughs> I probably drive us to the brink of insanity oh, <laughs> at God. a certain point. So it might turn into an interesting show, but you never it know. It might. What might happen is that we'll either we'll either go insane or we'll start liking it. Uh, I, my vote is insanity. I My vote is I just start liking it. <laughs> We'll Wouldn't see. that I, be we your insanity? Oh, that's Wouldn't true. that be your insanity? That's true. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Lot to think about there. Lot to think we learned about. to love the bomb. <sighs> well, I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> you guys at home can't see Jenny just like consider that option and not be thrilled with it. <laughs> <laughs> that's tough. That's a tough one. Uh, finally, we heard from Bikes and Beers at Adam on Ragbri on Twitter. He said, in addition to Beatles, Turn Me On Mr. Deadman references the Dire Straits Money for Nothing Chicks for Free. The other F word line is lifted directly from that song's lyrics. Okay. There we have it. So we know who to blame for the use of that word. And it's Dire Straits. <laughs> Always, always goes back to blaming Dire Straits. Brothers, uh, Nark, Mark Knopfler, or as I almost said, Nark Knopfler. <laughs> a fucking guy told on me once. I call him Nark Knopfler. <laughs> <laughs> fucking nerd. Salting to swing my ass. <laughs> That is it for who's tweeting. Keep on saying hello on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Send your album recommendations. Let us know who you've been dying for us to hear. Is there some other WWF compilation that we aren't hearing about that's full of new metal chug? Let us know. Also, go to roachcoach.com for every episode of Roach Coach. They're all there, baby. Ready for you. The album of the week, you guys. It's Pressure 4-5, Burning the Process. Jenny, when did this album come out? This album was released on October 2nd, 2001. 
That's a hard come down release. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, that's uh Hit me with that date one more time. October 2nd, 2001. Good. Yeah. Nobody wanted this record to happen. This was their major label debut oh, as well. So basically they wanted to burn the process. <laughs> that's like the time you basically are like born and tossed in a fire. Like, sorry. Well, let's, uh, we can talk about these uh, liner notes real quick. So the front cover is Pressure 4-5. This font and symbol appear to be made of metal. And they are surrounded by flame. Yeah, that's true. It's a hot record. Does Putney know about this record? The Man of Fire? He didn't, uh, he didn't produce it. But you never know if we... If we inspire another reunion, I think that we should definitely scoot them in Putney's direction. Definitely scoot them in Putney's direction. Hey, you know, he's got some killer guitar tones on his new software. That's what I hear. That's what I'm hearing. And I want to just get something out there real quick. That was not a paid for ad. We were just joking around about his software. But But we apparently sounded like a real But the tone. The tone. What's the tone difference? Look, as someone who knows absolutely nothing about playing music, recording it, my opinions are deep as hell. I've listened to tons of albums. I like them and I don't. Mm -hmm. The tones are great. Except when they're not. And then they're bad. But these tones, these Putney tones, I took out an insurance policy on my house. Whoa. Because I was afraid if I listened to these tones with the software that my house would burn down in a good way. A positive fire destroys your things nonetheless. That's right. She's right. This ad, which we're getting paid so much money for. Look, if you bought the Will Putney series of uh, plugins and such, let us know so that we can go to Putney and be like, hey, hey Putney, you owe us two dollars. Yeah, let's. I can't. I would like to meet him just to say, You owe me three dollars. <laughs> we have a, yeah, a heavy flame motif in these liner notes. A one page of the liner notes is just what looks to be just a, another, just an unadorned piece of fire. Piece of fire? That's flame? A, that's a flame. A piece that's of fire flame. would be a flame. A piece of fire. Yeah. We oh, got have a, you we got a seen a piece circle? of fire, like not in a fire, but like separate? Yeah. <laughs> That's a match. Maybe on a stick. Well, it's it's not it's it's unattached. It's an unattached flame. It's just like a circle flame. Yeah, it's a circle flame. Then we got a picture of the band here, all in red and black. They look a little menacing. They're looking pretty new metal here. Jenny, what do you think of this one? I don't think they look very menacing. Okay. I sort of feel like they look like the cast of like a History Channel show that like fixes up cars or something to me, yeah. which is a fine I, thing to be. But they just yeah. look like, I would say, yeah, I think it's because like the, the dude all the way on my right when I'm looking at it kind of looks like the dude from American Pickers. Oh. <laughs> but... Do you want to know who they are? Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I got so into these minor notes. Don't please 
oh, never apologize. I'll tell you who these boys are, and you can decide if they're in a band or if they fix cars on the History Channel or if they talk about like battle weaponry and host like a battle show, which if you haven't watched one of those medieval battle shows on the History Channel, get on it. They're amazing. Uh, Adam Rich on vocals. Lyle McKinney on bass, Mark Berry on guitar, Tom Schmidt on drums, and Joe Schmidt on guitar. All right. There's uh, who we got there. John Rattag, Jenny. Wow. Mm. Look at that. That is just new metal. Just new metal. Producer on this record, an old friend. Good to see him back. That's Jay Baumgartner. Whoa. Jay, it's been forever. Oh, yeah. Worked with Bush. Maybe he'll get called back in when Gavin. Ooh, Ooh when Gavin is. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, yeah, so these guys, this is their uh, first and only major label album. Um, they disbanded in 2002, so not a long run. Um, they, uh, they were uh, basically recruited after... They put out a uh, three-song sampler, and everyone was like, oh, yeah, these are the boys. Let's get this going. They were on the second stage at OddsFest 2001. They are on the MTV-sponsored club tour um, with Alien Ant Farm and Hoobastank. They did a 14-date tour with Lit, and they were on the MTV2 Presents tour with Apex Theory and Lost Profits. Yeesh. Oh, boy. And, oh, look at that. One of their songs was featured on the WWF Tough Enough soundtrack. It's a wrestling world. We're just living in it. That's true. We might we might be able to have enough for like a WWF, WWE miniseries. I don't know about a month. Oh, oh, boy. We got at least a couple apps in there. At least a couple apps. So, yeah, these gentlemen, they put the one record out. And the album only sold 80,000 copies. Oh, man. That's... That is still like at least 79,999 more more things than I've sold. (laughs) Yes. We'll get into it a little bit, but that number becomes important when we consider the climate at the time of labels mm -hmm. scooping up bands we do, and uh, the, so the gentlemen ended up all uh, breaking up. They uh, they they tried to make a new album, it just didn't work out, and everybody went their separate ways. Joe Schmidt later joined Primal Tribe with former Implant frontman Ben Ofsted and bassist Rob Cantrell, and vocalist Adam Rich is now the principal of Will C. Wood High School in Vacaville, California. Can confirm. My man is indeed a principal at this high school. An easy Google search will take you to one, this high school's Wikipedia page, where it lists every single person who's ever been a principal at the school and includes next to his name, lead singer of Pressure 4-5. Wow. So so I'm sure his students have all let him know at some point or another that uh, they know about his band, if it's on the wiki, and they're any sort of teens want to get a little mischievous oh boy and, uh, and but i can tell you listen i considered reaching out to this gentleman because i found you know it's got his 
email address and everything because I had some questions about some music videos that we're going to talk about. But then going through the Google search, I mean, being the principal of a high school, no thank you. This guy, he's doing the hard work. He's having to deal with all sorts of bullshit. I found two news articles where I was like, tough job. Bless you for doing it. Not for me. That does sound like hell. And I'm glad that you didn't reach out to him because I would not want us to get new metal detention. (laughs) No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you to new metal detention. No, thank you to new metal detention. Um, All right. Well, I think we're... uh, I think we're about ready to dive into this bad boy. I'm very ready. Uh, the first track is called These Hands. Weirdsville, Matt. Let's let's go from that. What, what are you feeling? What are you thinking? Well, uh, started. I was like, okay. Then they took me to Tool Town. I was like, all right, not bad. They gave me a graze of the chains, <laughs> just a chain graze, just like a gentle clinking in the distance. Right, like just in the distance. It wasn't a full on chain scene. And then the the second verse here, which I have not heard. Um, starts and uh, they kind of got like a swingy tempo to it, a little bit different attack on it from the first verse. Weird, interesting, different. But my man's vocal treatment is a little lackadaisical. Gonna be honest, there is a lack of intensity that I would have expected from them hot riffs. Indeed, I wrote in my notes, we are rocking. <laughs> Indeed, we are rocking. Uh, I noticed the chug. I immediately was also thrown by the singing boy vocals. I was not expecting it to go so light. It does have a guitar solo. It does feel like a mix of new metal with the, with the more than a sprinkling of alt metal. I do see what you mean by Tool Town, Matt. And then also on uh, the Wikipedia page, it is mentioned they talk to uh, lead singer Adam, and he says that he was heavily influenced by Paige Hamilton of Helmet. Oh, hello. Yes. They also said that they wanted, with this record, to get as far away from rap rock as possible. Although a couple songs do bear some resemblance to rap metal because it was in the air. While this may have dropped at the come down, it was recorded during the thick of it. You couldn't get away from rap rock. You could not get away from it. It was everywhere. It was on your skin. It was in your clothes. Wash them as many times as you want. 
You yeah. gonna take it out? Be like, it still smells like new metal. It's a real campfire situation. Mm-hmm. Interesting to me. The so the genre tag on Wikipedia is new metal, but if you go over to all music, the styles that they have listed is alternative indie rock, emo, and heavy metal. Whoa, emo, emo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it was a little confusing, but yeah, I, I couldn't hear this song, and it's called These Hands, but I I can't hear something about hands and not think of the classic Jewel song, Hands. Oh. <laughs> I thought it had more. I thought it also had a long title, but it was just called Hands. Oh, I'm pretty sure that's what it's called for me. All right. Hey, man, go with the Jenny Cannon on that one. There we go. The lyric I wrote down was, these hands are used and dirty and screaming for something new. And then he whispers new. And I was here for it. No. No, no. No. Hands, stop. I'm trying to sleep. No. No. Something new. No. God. No. No. Fine. <laughs> Pick up something new. <laughs> Thank you. No, no problem. <laughs> oh, boy. So I thought this was a good start. Okay. It was not what I expected, but I was not upset about it. I remember thinking, okay, this is a little different because I will say, been doing the show a long time. Sure have been. Mm-hmm. You get those preconceived notions. You hear a name like Pressure 4-5. Sounds a lot like other names. I almost said Primer 55 earlier in the show. So we got a very similar sounding name to a lot of things. You look at this front cover, we got metal, weird, you know, symbol. Can we talk about the symbol for a second? Let's talk about the symbol. It literally looks like three dangerous tuning forks. (laughs) Oh my God. You're right. Yeah. It It is three dangerous tuning forks. These are, you know what these are? These are new metal tuning forks. Yeah. It's just a tuning fork with a spike on the end. That's right. Don't fuck with this tuning fork. Yeah. I'll put one upside down. I don't give a shit how this works. Oh, man. Plus, kinda, you, can't, you can't touch these because they're covered they're in fire. Hot. These are incredibly hot. And yeah. they're also in fire. Exactly. Yeah. This looks like the, I don't know, like the cover of a, a movie that Dennis Leary would be in. just imagine like starring dennis leary on this album cover all right uh up next we have a song this is the song that was on the tough enough soundtrack it does have a video which i'm sure we'll talk about uh and it's called beat the world Ooh, bloopy boys yep
I felt that was a classic new metal riff. That riff felt very in the new metal zone to me. I think what feels less new metal is just that this this gentleman singing is just on the lighter end. He's not a really a screamer. He gives you a little bits of die, but otherwise he's he's into singing. He's into singing. A couple episodes ago, I talked about it's rare in new metal to do a drop into a lift. And you, Jenny, brought up POD with, you know, one second. Yeah, in one in one <laughs> second you were like, what about POD? So I started to think about that. <laughs> POD still has an aggression to them that makes the lift work for them. When I hear a drop like this and it goes into that chorus, I, I'm not sold on the aggression of the rest of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, these are just not. These are not aggressive boys. Uh, these, yeah, I was gonna say th- there is no, there is no <laughs> aggression. <laughs> Even like I don't know, there's something about the flames on this that are just like not right. Yeah, I don't know. Well. I would guess that especially they're saying, I want to be as far away from rap rock as I can be. These guys met in college. Is that right, Lauren? I believe so. Yeah. They're like a college, like a couple buddies who met in college and started a band. They're heavily influenced by uh, helmet. I feel like they're probably playing shows and like in the same way that helmet can kind of be like, you can like extrapolate that sound and have it be somewhat related to what was popular at that time. DreamWorks was one of those labels that I feel like was just gobbling up bands, like throwing money at them and just trying to like churn out stuff. I think that our expectation of what we were thinking we would hear and what we were shown with this album artwork that we would hear I would not be surprised if that did not line up with the goals of the band or what they wanted to be doing because this doesn't seem aggressive at all to me. Here's the thing. There's nothing in the lyrics, and I I talked about this later, but there's nothing in the lyrics at any point that I felt gave it any sort of praise and worship or Christian rock leanings, but I kept waiting for it to happen. Yep. And I kept thinking yes. it was going to be there. Yes. Bingo. Yes. yes. Fucking bingo. Yes. It, it's got a very like. I mean, having done this as long as we've done this, they're right there, baby. <laughs> Just jump off the cliff to Jesus. On top of that, I will let you know. I so I yeah I have the physical copy here. This is a big thrift. Got it from a Declutter Store for a sweet, it's a very sweet two dollars and seventy three cents. Very sweet. And uh, these are the nicest, least controversial liner notes ever. Everyone is mentioning every single person who's ever helped them. I have nothing interesting to say like about the content because they're all just incredibly nice. Tom ends his thanks with, My sincerest apologies to anyone who I may have forgotten. That's a long way from some of the other things that people have said in some liner notes that we've dealt with. Like, there's um, been a couple the heated missives aimed at fathers. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Mark ends his with, if I forgot you, forgive me. I mean, yeah, these are the nicest guys. Incredibly, incredibly kind. It almost feels like, yeah, they maybe they took these photos and then they were like, we're going to put flames on top of them. And they're like, are you sure? 
because we thank all of our moms and dads very sincerely in our liner notes. <laughs> I did think lyrically, though, there was a surprise in these lyrics in that it has, like, the first two listens, I was like, oh, this is a very up song. But the, the chorus is, if you want to beat the world, it might reach up and pull you down. If you want to find the way, the door is locked, the key is rusted. I kind of read that as a bit like, you want to beat up the world? Well, actually, it's going to kill you. (laughs) Yeah, it goes on to say, so break away from all these chains that bind you, cut you at the wrist, or does it make more sense just to go and make this scar yourself? Ooh. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Now that I know that this dude became a principal, I just am looking for the lesson that I'm going to learn from all of these songs. So we got to talk about this music video. Yeah. It's, oh, man. It's weird. What a it's weird of- video. I guess probably that doesn't help anybody who hasn't watched it. So apparently filmed at universal studios i believe is that right Mm -hmm. he filmed at universal with director mark webb who is also the director of such films as 500 days of summer and the two andrew garfield spider-man movies so it's we're watching the band perform um at some sort of futuristic venue that has huge tall stacks of things that people can just jump on Mm-hmm. And then there are just people doing like parkour. Yes. This is pre <laughs> di- this is pre dis- was it uh the B13 movie? This is pre Casino Royale. This is like early early parkour. So ground floor parkour. If you're a parkour completist, you got to watch this video. Yeah, this it, and it's just they're they're doing their thing and then people are just scaling these like stacks and doing parkour and like doing flips Yeah, they're all doing mario 64 jumps between speakers yeah and like jump there's one shot that made me laugh so hard where like uh what is the vocalist named adam adam he ducks for like an extra second i rewound it because i thought that maybe there was just some like lag on my end i was watching it but like he just ducks for like an extra second too long so somebody can like jump over him yes. <laughs> into the crowd. It's it's very it's an I mean I haven't seen another video like it. It's interesting. I <laughs> it started was very this funny. I started this video. It was literally um one of those situations where you put it on and I thought I'm probably not going to watch this whole thing. It's just a performance video in front of a canned audience. There's not much here. And as I'm watching it, I'm seeing in the background someone flipping around i was like wait, wait, wait what was that it's like when you watch a horror movie it's like it's like what was the movie we were texting about earlier the descent you know uh-huh. and then the descent you don't see the monsters until like i don't know an hour into that movie maybe but then when you go back and rewatch it you realize they've been in the back of so many scenes but you just weren't paying attention but they were hanging out there the whole time <laughs> yeah so with me watching this video and then all of a sudden seeing wait not even focused on some man some little blip of just a flipping person back and forth and then that becomes the focus of these flipping guys and i feel like the thought was this is super cool this is really cool and now it's hysterical and i remember thinking how is this gonna wrap up what an ending yeah it doesn't Adam gets like knocked over by some dude's crotch. He, it, the the main parkour guy leaps into the air, 
and basically collides with Adam's face with his crotch. And it cuts away at the last second. But the only logical thing, if they had not cut away, is that Adam get, totally gets creamed by this guy. I'm it's no physicist, over. but that's where it looked like it was going. Yeah, he was on. I just watched it while you guys were describing it. And how did we do? You did. We do? You, both of you have memories of a steel trap. <laughs> Thank you. At the end, it looks like Wiley Coyote heading towards the mountain, and the mountain is the lead singer of this band. <laughs> and by the way, Wiley Coyote is going crotch first. Oh man, it's something else about this video that struck me. It's like, I guess to me they looked a little uncomfortable performing on camera. Like there was something about it that felt like, I don't know. They just looked sort of uncomfortable to me throughout the whole thing, which I think is like why the parkour made it extra, like kind of surreal to watch. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's just me. I don't know, but it's the politeness. Maybe that's what I mean by like seemed uncomfortable. Like I came into this expecting something a little more aggressive, but they're just very politely performing a song and then mm-hmm. people are <laughs> doing flips and, and shit. Yeah, and it seems like they, they showed up like, we're just going to perform and they're like, and Mark Webb's like, hey, listen, Adam, guys, I got some uh, I got some acrobats here. They're going to be flipping around you. They're going to be hopping around you. Is that okay? You guys going to be able to handle that? Well, in the word of Mario, let's go. <laughs> And then they went. They went. I I gotta mention though. Also, we talk about the looks that make a new metal band: dreads, jinkos, wallet tats, chains, wallet chains, tats, spiky hair, ball necklaces, eyebrow ball, piercings, all the things. That's right. That Alejandro mentioned the Lincoln Park head and spades. These guys are dressed like Abercrombie and Fitch. These guys are wearing baseball tees and ringer tees and the Pumas. I mean, that's about it. These they guys look, look, they look like college. They look like people who are like young professionals in a band who are just like, we're in a band. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I but at the th- end of the day, yeah, it's not my main thing. I made up, I've made up lives for all of these dudes. And like <laughs> I've I've made up a whole story about what this band's about. And it was just it's this is probably completely wrong. I have no reason to think this, but the vibe I get from everything I've read and what I've seen is like they were playing out, they happened to get an opportunity that seemed pretty cool, and they were like, let's check it out. But I feel like I think because of what we read about when they were breaking down what it actually cost to make this album and the video and their advance and like how much they'd have to sell in order to like make any money or pay the record company back. They just seem really reasonable and practical Mm. and just like straight ahead dudes. What I see in the videos, they just seem like straight ahead, like normal dudes. The thank yous are exactly what you'd expect Yeah, from just like a, a, a normal kind gentleman just like if i miss you i'm so sorry whereas mm. we're used to like fucking rotten hell like whatever you no thank yous to the yeah. haters 
or, or my favorite are when they have nicknames for every single member of their road crew. I want to give a thank you to Drunkosaurus, always keeping us sauced. Yeah, nothing like that. Yeah, this is like, Lucas, we really appreciate you driving us around. You you have no points on your license. You're an incredible gentleman. We all got our, we all pulled together, Lucas, um, and we are... Uh, we 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 got you an Amazon gift card. Wow. You know, I've had friends come and come, friends go, but you're probably the best friends I've ever had. I just want to ask you one thing, Lucas. Yep. I, I just want to be confirmed. The members of Disturbed, when you drove them around, they never gave you an Amazon gift card, right? Um, Draymond looked me in the face and then looked right through me and dropped a plate on my foot. <laughs> We've heard he does that. That that sounds like him. Well, here you go. (laughs) It's a $20 gift card to Amazon. Anything you want to get, go wild. I'll give you my Prime login if you want to get free two-day shipping. I appreciate both of you (laughs) so much. No problem. (laughs) No problem, Lucas. I'm going to tell everybody I know to listen to Pressure 4 or 5. Thank you, Lucas. How many people do you know? I know um, less than 80,000. Okay, that's not going to help us pay DreamWorks back. <laughs> if only you knew. Well, no, I, you no. know that Daughtry song. <laughs> then Lucas ah. just pixelates away. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> this is a long one just from Gavin. Oh. Yeah, I know, right? We're having a good time. Tonight. We love to talk. All right, up next, the next song on this album is called Melt Me Down. Got that 311 riff. Little bit. the first time i heard the helmet influence his vocals on that are very page very page that's what you always want to hear you want to be told that you're very page wonderful compliment i thought the drums sounded great here (laughs) Mm -hmm. another rock solid chorus plenty of chug with a lighter style this chorus melt me down pour me out into the mold but I'll break out. That's a winner. And also, something to say to every single student in that high school. Listen, be your own person. Be an individual. Break out of that mold. I'm talking to you, class of 2019. Aiden, we're proud of you for graduating. That's for your neighbor, Matt. No, yeah. I saw a lot of lawn signs on my way over here. Aiden, you fucking did it, bro. Aiden graduated, everybody. Oh, he did it. Good he for broke him. the mold. He broke the mold. He did. Jenny, what'd you think of Melt Me Down? I thought it was all right. I think in general, this album 
it's I mean like it's it's all right it's good it's pretty straight ahead it's it's not for me necessarily I think it sounds good I think the vocals are good mm-hmm. there's just nothing that like really grabbed me about it I wasn't really sure it just seemed kind of we're in a movie we're like having thoughts and feels this is kind of on in the background as like somebody is like having a feeling this is the car ride song kind of yeah like right during a fight or right before the fight kicks off not a physical confrontation no the confrontation of like yeah, I don't think what you did there was cool, man. It's a real problem for me. Hey, man, come back here. Shit. <laughs> then you angrily walk home. I feel like maybe whoever is like walking away from this goes home and they're like going into like a trailer where they live with like their mom and their stepdad. They walk in and their stepdad's like half like half in the bag, kind of drunk passing out and he's like where he's like just storms past him and slams his door that's what i think of this song that that would work that would work figure out a feeling that goes with that that's what i feel about this song yeah i will also kind of mention this song is efficient i mean we get in and we get out there is no wasted fat on this song it's the exact opposite of my description of how I feel about the song. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next up, we have Enough. to tell you about my buddy jesus <laughs> yeah i'm yep. ready for this to be a praise and worship I, song you keep waiting for it to happen but they never get there the chorus when your will breaks down will you pick it up will you will you pick you up i don't know maybe this is a song meaning screw up here have you had enough yes i've had enough it's a real bootstrap song. you need a little vitamin jesus in your life <laughs> uh we got chug in there meeting a little more alt rock alt metal we got some major tool town going on in those vocals big i was living for him i really like the vocals on that one living for the vocals living for that chorus that is a chorus i wrote my norris my my norris my notes (laughs) (laughs) whatever you want that is a chorus i wrote in my norris (laughs) Norris. uh yeah that is soaring just 
up, up in the air. I love the efficiency, this strange uplift over this sort of grim lyrics, because the chorus could be about persevering, but it also could be about quitting. Whatever you need it to be. Mm -hmm. Jenny, what'd you think? I think these are all 90s, 2000s soundtrack songs. I thought it was good. Mm -hmm. Um, It got the job done. The job of... Mm -hmm. Being a song. There you go. What well, also job think about of being a song. <laughs> it's a job. And that job was done. You know what? Jenny is right. We have dealt with some songs before that have not gotten the job done. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I wish that was as true as it is. Uh all right. Next up, man, who can't relate to this title? Dehydration. Babies, baby, thoughts come undone. Every single cell inside my body goes. No, just like it ever did before. Just like it ever did. Very efficient songwriting there. Uh, yeah. Well, you didn't even get to the chorus. I thought that was a chorus. That's not it. Baby. It's just a bridge. song is super confusing it's a little confusing and it's the closest i think we get to almost sort of religious stuff we've got faith is failing fire that burns us we can't live without water only those without wings will die okay but it never really quite comes together it's got the imagery in there but i can never it it almost feels like somebody said hey you should write a praise and worship song Okay, sure. Heaven and hell. Noah's Ark. Faith. Angels. Well, not all of them are the same story. No, 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 no. That's that's what I got. I'm going to put them all in one song. It's going to work. A little goulash of uh, all that. Sometimes people just need the signifiers. They don't need a storyline, you know? It's like those people that only watch like movie clips online and never watch a full movie. They're like, I just need a quick gunfight, and then I'm going to go eat some cereal, you know? Mm. You ever heard of those fucking weirdos? I just learned no. about that recently. No. <laughs> that seems very weird to me. It seems very weird to me, too, but apparently Look, there are people... I don't need context. I don't ah. need character development. Uh. I just need the most important scene to the movie. Yeah, listen. I just want to watch the end of The Godfather. I don't need anything else. I just need to see all those people get shot and the baby get baptized, and then I'm going to go take a nap. But I don't and, need and, the previous And an old hours. man in, or- in an orange grove for no reason. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know why he's there. I don't know who he is. I just watched the end of the movie, okay? Because I don't have time for the other three hours. Oh, boy. All right. Well, confusing and 
Songmeetings.com. There we go. You'd think my website would help us out, but this is what we have from there. <laughs> Punk Rules 69. Love great em. name. Says this song is so good. And then Josh Burt 13, honorable mention name. Definitely the best song on the album by far. Again, no no meanings. But a sentiment that this song is loved. People showing up to show support. They are. I feel like these guys were trying to write some anthems, but I don't know if you need some more muscular energy to it. I don't want to ever accuse anybody of not having passion. I mean, these guys made a whole album. I've never made an album. This is a lot of hard work right here. Yeah, we've only done like 160 three-hour episodes talking about (laughs) you But you're right. and But it is this weird sort of like, what could have really pushed these over into really being something? The difference between somebody like this and POD. Yeah. Maybe Brilliant. it's just tuning in tones. Maybe. But when you hear this, do you feel like they have to have it? No. Like I- when I hear POD, I hear a band that's like, you don't understand where we're fucking from, and this is how we're getting out of there. <laughs> like, that's oh, yeah. there's a grit. That's what it is. There's yeah, a there's grit. no grit. Yeah, there's no grit here. This is like they showed up, and you know what? Sometimes bands don't need grit. Maroon Five is a gritless band. Matchbox Twenty, gritless. Uh, Pentatonics. Ooh. Oh, negative grit. Negative grit. Not saying that they haven't had troubles and trials of their own. I mean, yeah, they're in pentatonics. I mean, what a rough <laughs> way to live your life. Yeah, for the rest of your life, you have to deal with the fact that you were think the about that. in pentatonics that went... That's, think, about, think about going through customs. Um, so are you, uh, are you an entertainer? Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, the uh, sound guy for pentatonics. Oh, you you run the soundboard? No, 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 no. I'm the guy who does like the beeps and boops. And Can I get a couple boops? All right, let him in. Full citizenship granted. <laughs> wow! Every country he shows up to, he's a citizen of the world. Oh, uh, people yeah. love acapella. Oh, that's man. the universal language. They say, "Where's your instrument?" And he said, he just points at his mouth. <laughs> Right here. Right here. Everybody just starts weeping. Oh, boy. That was beautiful. Thank you so uh, much. I'll never hear Little Drummer Boy the same way again. Oh, boy. I think we're ready for the next one. <laughs> All right. Uh, The next song is called Stairs. Shut up. 
the screams on this song. Yes. I like, I feel like this is a good band. I think that they sound good. I think that these are competent songs. Uh, it just feels somewhat generic overall. But I feel like the message of these songs are actually all very good. It it, it seems to be, I mean, songmeetings.com, God bless my website, isn't helping <laughs> us at all. But if I have to step in and take a gander at these lyrics, it seems like it's all about just sort of the way that things are changing and like following your heart and like learning lessons. Like, yeah. If I'll tell you what, if this dude didn't know he was going to be a principal, someone <laughs> did, because this is like an assembly and a half worth of lessons, this whole record. It really is. I mean, it's this good song, advice. It is. I mean, this song is about basically being in a bad relationship, but the blame's on both sides. Realizing this person seems really cold, but wait a minute, I'm really cold too, to them. That's why this is happening. That's why this relationship isn't working. Because it's a two-way street. Man, we do not see that too often. No. New metal. I'm surprised. Or I music mean, in general. I feel like every... I mean, the next song is called Pieces, but I feel like all the women make it out of this album alive. <laughs> yeah. Which is not a Roach Always Coach standard. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh -uh. I feel like I'm the only woman who survived. <laughs> many of these episodes and god yeah. forbid something should happen to me it's you and jack's loss <laughs> yeah me and yeah. jack's are out there on a little tiny rowboat <laughs> in the sea of bros uh but you know yeah like you like you said the the screams on this song i was like oh i was like oh okay adam's screaming he's got that in his repertoire he doesn't dole it out too often but here it is I did feel like the chorus was like a rewrite away. Mm -hmm. We will never know why the feelings feel so cold. <laughs> Feeling start followed by feel. But you know what? Hey, listen, he went on to be a principal, not an English teacher. So it's fine. The more you know. The more you know. All right. Well, let's keep going here. Up next, we've got a song called Pieces. <laughs> You know, sometimes you get down It's hard to get back up Won't get up with me <laughs> Come on, this one's called Pieces Come on I'm gonna confuse you with weird drops
I'm into this one, you guys. You got that incubacy opening, but then you mix in that hard riff. It's great. Maybe it's a little off kilter, but that's what you need. What are we, seven, six, uh, seven, six songs into the album? This chorus, top shelf. That's how it's done. I would have looped it. They're, they're, they're being too conservative. Give us another go around with that chorus. I would have been fine with it. But they were like, no, no, no. We got to get back into the song. We got places to be. We're a band on the move. This one's in the pocket. Uh, I, this should have been a single. Jenny? Well, I, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm fact-checking something real quick. But I think... Oh, it's not on the soundtrack. Somebody in songmeanings.com said that this is by far their favorite song on the album and that they heard it in the surf movie Momentum and they are amazing. But this is from 2002 and the Momentum that I was looking into was released in 2015 and had like a bunch of punk songs. So I don't know. This is a good song. This is something, again, soundtrack music. Mm. Use this in all the films. Use this in the backdrop of, of every yep. angsty situation. This is angsty soundtrack music. Perfect for it. Perfect for it. Yeah. Because it, it, it wouldn't take away from the storytelling. It would add to the storytelling. Mm-hmm. And so I guess my problem listening to it is that Maybe I need something that gives me a little bit more of a story while I'm listening. You're and looking at it. It's not It's not complete enough. It needs a narrative on top of it. For me, yes. In the context mm-hmm. of how we listen to things for this show. Mm-hmm. So I listened to this three times, mm-hmm. as we do. As we um, do. On the headphones listen, I got a little, it became a little bit listless to me. Uh, when I was listening to it just normally, like in speakers, I was unpacking, mm. unpacking. I just moved. That's so right. I know everybody's really interested in that. So when I was unpacking, <laughs> it was fine to have on in the background. And then I listened to it while I was on a jog and I just kept imagining like what sort of teen emotions I'd be having on a jog listening to this <laughs> in a movie. But yeah, I don't know. There's something about just sitting and listening to this album that I just got a little bit restless after a while. Lauren? I uh, I listened to this three times as well. I found my car listen to be very satisfying. I think just because I was not, I was uh, surprised by how it turned out. So my car listen was my first listen. And so every song I was like, oh, okay. And then when we got to this one and this chorus came in, I was like, yeah, this is, this is it. And then I, uh, I actually listened uh, to this album the second time while making dinner. And I was uh, rocking around the old island in the kitchen. Getting that thing cooked to some pressure four or five. So if you got to make a meal, this will help you make that meal. Maybe that's what it is. It's uh, it's music, music to give you purpose, but the on its own, it feels like what is this? But if you have an activity placed on top of it, now we're cooking. In my case, literally. I could see that for sure. Yeah, Matt, what do you think? You know, I was listening to it and I felt like they were cribbing from songwriters like 311 at at points because it kind of just has that 
kind of a bouncy feel. I don't know. Well, 311 sure. was the first band. I could be wrong, and that doesn't really matter. Um, I was surprised that you liked it so much, Lauren, comparatively to the other songs on the album. Um, I think this is a standout, but at the same time, I'm not totally blown away by it. I don't think you said that either, but um, I don't know. I'm. It's okay. It's okay. Uh- Oh, I don't want to bury the lead. This is the best album I've ever heard. I mean, I don't know if I hadn't said that. <laughs> no, you not said that. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of all the albums I've ever heard, not only on this show, but in my life, mm-hmm. this is easily the number one one. Numero uno. Ah, uh, forget about it. There he uh, is. There I am. Forget about it. I think we're ready for the next one. Let's all do it. All right. Up next is a song called New Wave. So it's funny, I was joking just a second ago about this being my favorite album of all time, which it is not. I just want to say that it was a joke, much like when Jenny said that the Korn album was in the New Metal canon. That was also a joke a few episodes ago. <laughs> I wanted to clear that up with everybody. But I did love this I song. I like that we buried it deep inside. And you said it so fast. <laughs> it's very deep in our most talky episode in a long, <laughs> I, long, I know, long right? time. Uh, I I love this chorus. This song, it builds right up to it. This is one of those songs where I'm like, this chorus, you've been, you've been teasing me. This chorus better pay the fuck off. And it does. Hands in the air, make a party pit. This is it. This is, this chorus is my shit. Jenny, what'd you think? <laughs> um, uh, Lauren just got what I like to call side eye. <laughs> Oh, it was just because of the way that we're sitting. Uh, (laughs) Sure. (laughs) This chorus was not my shit. Um, But this, I, I know this isn't like a hot take, but it's just not my taste. Like I, I've listened to enough. I've listened to enough. <laughs> oh, here it is. I've listened to enough over the <laughs> fucking years. Is it Jenny's last show? <laughs> Might oh, be. Man. Oh, no, boy. It's, it's not. I just, like, I've heard, I, I've listened to enough. Now, if we had been listening to this maybe, like, 10 ups in, I'd be like, fuck this stupid bullshit, whatever. I don't like this chorus. Probably wouldn't have been that bad, actually. But it's just not, it's just not my taste. Like, I don't. I don't like a party pit. Mm. I don't have like any interest in a party pit. See, I I'm with Lauren on this one. I think if the crowd 
was on pressure four five side, this could be a really good time. I agree with that. Like I remember face to face played the shelter a million and a half times in the early nineties. Like they were, it seemed that they were there every four to five months and they were never the, you know, they were never as big as a bad religion or, you know, um, a no effects or any of those punk bands, but they always had a minor following, but every time you saw them, it was a fucking party. Like they would, everybody would get on each other's shoulders and there'd be chicken fights. But if somebody got knocked off, then they would just crowd surf away. The nineties were wild, man. (laughs) And, uh, I could see pressure four or five, not doing that, but being a really (laughs) good time. Yeah. I agree with that. I saw beach balls in the air on this song. Were they beach balls or were they people curling their body up as they are mid parkour? Uh, you know Good what? Point. I, yeah, people were Marioing all over the place. I, I, you know what? To that point, this is like if this band was a sport, it would be parkour, and I'm not into parkour, so mm. that just. But that, uh, that doesn't mean that parkour doesn't take talent. That doesn't mean it's not impressive. That doesn't mean it's not good. Just mm. means that I, I don't connect with it. But I think it's competent, and I see what you mean, and I agree. I think it'd be very fun for most everyone. Right. <laughs> Pressure 4-5 is the American Ninja Warrior of <laughs> new metal. That's it. All right. What we got next, Jenny? Up next, we have even worse. Three dangerous tuning forks. <laughs> I think Matt just did a butt dive. My boy is done dived into the butt. Oh, man. Let me tell you, this one every time, I said, what has happened? How do you go from the chorus that gave me life and then you smother me to death with them cheeks? (laughs) (laughs) Them cheeks. Them cheeks. Oh, boy. Uh, We got some screams up top. I thought, oh, we're getting gritty. Got some gritty shit in the second half of the record. And then that chorus happens, and I was like, for one, it's a butt dive. For two, you've shown that you can go up. You can give that up, and instead of it's a, it's a dip. It's a dip into a butt, but also it's a tonal dip. But again, they lack the harshness to make a tonal dip work. If there were screams or anything like that, then it would work. But they went for the soft, smooth boy vocal mm-hmm. on a dip, which took us to Buttland, USA. <laughs> boy. That was a bit of a butt boy. <laughs> it was. Straight butt boy. <laughs> it was a little Straight butt, butt boy. boy. A little bit of a butt boy. I, I do, though, think... So this song apparently is like against, like... Uh, butts no it's not against butts but it it's a, it's a comment on uh 
hold on, let me look up what it's the, the irrationality of religion. So Adam says, as individuals, we're constantly learning and trying to figure things out. It's an ongoing process. It's what life's about. And we named this record Burning the Process in honor of that. So, yeah, it says much of the album's lyrics deal with overcoming problems such as grieving and particularly in the song, even worse, the irrationality of religion. So this is definitely not a praise and worship album, but it is a little bit of a butt boy. All right. And with that, let us move on to the next song. Well, before we do that, okay, I have to ask how respectful of our time is this record? How respectful were the thank yous? <laughs> so respectful. This album clocks in at 35 minutes and nine seconds. We have doubled oh. easily. Oh. Hey, oh, yeah. Oh, we have doubled. The the flames are us burning any sort of respect of time. <laughs> we how there was a moment in this show, and this rarely happens, where we're five songs in, and I'm like, oh shit. I mean, how I will just say for longtime listeners or anybody who's listening for a while, how fucking dare we ever ask how respectful. <laughs> Of anyone's it time, it has become an exercise in arrogance on my part. Is this respectful of my time? I've just been making fart noises and doing bits and going. It's like when someone walks in the woods and they're mad. That's what I think about this. Song. Hey, I thought that insight was great. <laughs> I'm just saying, we have the walk in the woods insight was next level. Yeah, very much so. That's yeah. maybe that's where we blow our nut. Or whatever. <laughs> Corey's nut. That's, yeah, that's that's. When... It all goes away once you bust Corey's nut. Once we you have... bust his nut. Uh, all right, we got two songs left. Let's do it. Uh, the song is called "Proven." It's not bad. It makes a nice utilization of the two guitars on here. It's about someone who has never shown vulnerability before. Once again, telling someone to get past all that toxic shit in your life and let someone in. Man, I'm telling you, it, is it possible that someone heard this album and said, Adam, have you thought about being an educator? Only every day. I've been teaching people the way of the world through these lyrics. What if I told you that you could teach every day <laughs> as a teacher? 
Wait, what? I'm saying, well, you've will got I an have audi- the ability to have people do parkour near me? If you want to start a parkour club, as long as the parents sign permission slips, it can happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it happened. There we have it. That's how it happened. Well. I think we, this is it. We got one song left. We made it. We did. And this song is called Into Yesterday. to admit i wasn't a huge fan of the deliberate uh lyric delivery the stretching of words the halting style it didn't feel it had no flow to me i didn't mind the music the music was fine with um closing with a mid-tempo ballad makes sense i understand it but i don't know if it was just that that decision of like sort of it, it felt less like someone singing and more like someone like paying attention to to um, marks they had to hit to match the song, and so they had to drag like like hold this note for this long. Like I, I felt like I could see the mechanics behind it, and it just wasn't that appealing to me. Felt like a real dirge to me. You see, so Lauren, you're saying that was kind of paint by numbers. I don't even necessarily think paint by numbers is just this weird decision to just sing the lyrics in such a way that it doesn't sound like i feel like the chorus had something of like a heart to it but the rest of it just sounded like i am i just felt like i could hear in his head just being like i'm going to say this word but then i'm going to drag out this next one it just it just felt too built and not it it, it just didn't flow for me it wasn't emotional it was intentional yeah yeah like I, okay. I like the, the yeah the delivery of this of this song was yeah like oh this is the only way we're gonna get these lyrics to fit in this place and so this is what I will have to do to do that but it doesn't sound um yeah not their strongest moment I'm with Jenny it's dirty it's not it's not great if I heard this song when I was fourteen years old and sad I would have felt it. Yeah, honestly, a lot of this record I would have felt I I didn't have as I I know that I'm kind of jumping the gun here, but I didn't have as many 
qualms with the record. I mean, yeah, we've we've done our normal, you know, skewering of the record, but all in all, I it's not a well. Let's just get to it. Buddies. Let's get to it. Cannon talk. There talk it about is. Oh boy. Well, Matt, you're already in. So I'm in. Just keep um, going. You know, like it doesn't hit me as a new metal record. It hits me as kind of like a, uh, a an alt record with with new metal flavor not a full-on you know this is not a one i don't have a parallel to it it has moments of 311 it has moments of pod it has moments of tool it has moments of this like every fucking band does um <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> cut to the cut this shit every fucking band every has ba- all this it's all a copy of a copy right but what this band does good is they write some catchy ass choruses mm. that I do like. The song craft all in all is good. I don't necessarily need grit from every from every band that I listen to, but some of the things that they're trying to pull off need a grit that they cannot pull off. Um, you know, like it's hard to be worldly when you're 18 years old unless you've truly been around the world and have seen it and have, have come up in a way, but then I don't think you're trying to be worldly. You're just trying to tell the world your story. Um, I don't get that from Pressure 4 or 5 at all. I think these are just a bunch of college friends who were like, hey, well, fuck, we're in a band. Let's do it. And they're having fun. And kind of this was the music of the time, and they they fit into it. But all in all, I liked it. I don't think a moment of it goes into the canon. <laughs> a moment? Um <laughs> But also, I, I just because I, it's on my mind, um, I don't have a problem with 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 dirgy boys like this. On the whole, in the macro, mm-hmm. you know, like I think sometimes, especially when I think about the stained episode that we just did, you know, where I might come off like if I hear something that's schmaltzy or maudlin or dirgy or anything like that, I come down hard on the song. And I don't ever want that to be taken like men can't have emotions, you know, because mm-hmm. like sometimes in new metal, I find like sadness isn't or pain or things like that aren't always an easily expressed emotion. So it's easily overwrought in in music. Not saying that pressure four or five is like ever put that out, but I think all of that stuff is valid. But all of that stuff as a and it is very vulnerable to put yourself in that position. And at the same time, some people put themselves in that position for their own personal gain. Not that that pressure four or five is doing that either. Uh, But I don't know where I totally lost my train of thought. All I'm trying to say is that if you have feelings, your feelings are valid. And don't let me ever take your feelings away from you. There you go. Boom. Done. Backing off. I agree. I uh, I'm very guilty of performing the whole like i want these i mean i'm a classic perpetrator problematically so of being like i just want it to be tough why is why are you having this feeling like that's not that's not kind to the people having those feelings so that's something that i think definitely uh i'm sure that i would listen back on things that we've done even recently and be like jen come on uh and as far as the canon goes <laughs> with this uh this band 
there wasn't anything about it that seemed like I, I would have to tell somebody to listen. You got to hear this. I don't feel that way. I agree with Matt that I got flavors of new, but to have new metal be the only genre tag on Wikipedia, I mean, I one of us could correct that. <laughs> you know? It's like, oh, rock. What? it's not like post grunge. Yeah, I, I thought it was a fine record. Listening to it, I maybe sometimes was like, okay, like this isn't exactly what I love. Um, but it was competent. It was good. There wasn't anything about it that was like offensively like I we've listened to lots of things that I've been like I can't listen to this three times just for my own sake. I never felt like that about this. I could see if you saw them live and they sounded good. I could see any of these things just like catching your ear and being into it, but overall there's some it, it lacked a certain magic and I think Matt kind of hit on it earlier when you said do they need this like is this I I can't remember exactly how you put it but something to the effect of like do they need to be they really want to be doing this or is it just like this cool thing seems to be happening right now let's just do that do that yeah and that's fine but um I wouldn't put anything in the canon Lauren what do you think you know, I enjoyed this record. It's uh, not super heavy, uh, but they're delivering hooks and riffs and getting the job done. Um, a little more success maybe could have been something, but obviously this was it. Uh, you know, I really thought tracks one through eight is just like a real fun run of songs. Um, I do not have anything for the canon. I kind of want to put the Beat the World video in the junk drawer because it's so just goofball hilarious with these parkour guys jumping around and the fact that it ends with the parkour guy slamming his crotch into the lead singer's face with the idea being in 2001 they were like this is super cool what a cool way to end the video (laughs) he's gonna be jumping at you we're gonna cut away right before the collision but now it's like we're all just putting it together we're all completing the image which is he's gonna totally just crotch slam this dude. People will be injured. Is there a real Looney know. Tunes moment? It is a real Looney Tunes moment. What were our thoughts? So yeah, so I don't have anything for the canon, but I do. I do have uh, that that uh, that pre- presentation of the Beat the World video in the new metal junk drawer. I'd throw it right in there. It's a junk. It's a junk drawer. It's a junk there, drawer. There we Odds have it. Ends. It's an there odds and have. ends. It is a novelty. There it is. This so, is a, oh my god, we're this is what we're gonna say. Okay. Oh my god, I can't believe we have that in there. Oh, I forgot about this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys. Yeah, like a hundred episodes from now, I'll be like, hey, you remember the beat the world video? Remember that <laughs> parkour guys? So weird. <laughs> so there you have it. Pr- uh, pressure four five. Not in the canon, but their video for beat the world in the new metal junk drawer. And that does bring us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Of course, give us a like over on Facebook. Head over to Apple Podcasts. Give us a review, five stars. That'd be nice. We'd appreciate it. And until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren. Thank you. 
Matt. Thank you. Thank you. All right. See you later. Bye. 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 Try to use a better piece of your mind. But you're inside out. And the whole world's there to see you. Does it mean?